Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome to pa the Kawaii cast. Yes, welcome back. Yes. So, what's today's episode about? So, we figured since Christmas is next week, and after that, it's just the countdown until the end of the year, we would take this week to say sayonara to 2018. Yep. Yearly review. Yep. So, um, for two particular things, one, we want to talk about this year's anime and what a great year it's been for anime because it's been a good year for anime. It has indeed. Uh, but we also just wanted to talk about our year. Our year? What? Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a little over a year now. We have. Yeah. I know, it seems crazy thinking about it. So, uh, we are, we're hitting a big milestone and we want to talk about not only some of the best moments we've had on this podcast, but also what we are excited for, for 2019. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, with that, let's start with this year in anime. This year in anime. Yeah. Cause, oh my God, are we going back far? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it's it's an intense year, you think about it, and, and you go back and be like, thinking, oh, what all has come out this year, and you you think back to the, the winter season, and you realize laid back camp Yeah. was back then. Laid back camp. And, and it seems like that was so long ago, mm -hmm. but it was only this year. Yeah, laid-back camp was a big one. That was one that actually increased the uh, Japanese camping tourism for the winter season. Yeah, which so, is crazy. Yeah, which, uh, that's a really big deal because a lot of, like, the really major national parks and camping sites in Japan rely on annual income in order to, you know, keep everything funded. Mm-hmm. And the winter seasons, like, you know, fall, winter, and spring are kind of rough for camping, so that anime did a really good public service by encouraging people, like, hey, it's it's never too cold to camp. Yeah, like, you can you can still go out and be outdoorsy, even if it's cold. Yeah. And hey, here's some of the stuff you might need, or you might want. Yeah, and uh, it encouraged people to do so in possibly the best way I could imagine, and that's by showing them the kind of food you could cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never did eat our curry ramen, did we? No, we never did. Oh, but I'm we disappointed. did. We did get a curry ramen. We did get a curry ramen. Yeah, uh, our friend bought us some curry ramen. Uh, it's a lot spicier than what they ate, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's that's how it works. If you eat spicy food in the snow, it keeps your body temperature up. I don't know if that's true. No, it probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of seems on the same line of drinking alcohol when it's cold. Like, don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, another really big one that came out that season that's kind of hard to believe. Uh, pretty much starting off 2018 with a bang was Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. Like, that was huge. I remember all through January and February, there was nowhere safe from the Devilman Crybaby reviews, memes. 
uh, Heath. Videos. Were, oh my goodness. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, you could not escape Devil May Cry Dream. Not even here. Uh, that was probably one of the most interesting episodes we ever did was our Devil Man Cry Baby episode. <laughs> that was a fun episode. Uh, mostly because we did two episodes back to back that day. Mm-hmm. So we started with our music episode and then we recorded the Devil Man Cry Baby episode immediately afterwards. But we were drinking during the entire music episode. <laughs> so by the time we got to the Devil Man Cry Baby episode, we were already to that point where we were getting drunk. Yeah. And. Then we decided it would be a good idea to put the anime on the TV so it'd be fresh in our minds. And that was a bad idea. Because all I remember from that episode is screaming, there's a dick on the TV. And us going, I'm Devil Man! I'm Devil Man! <laughs> like, every fucking two minutes. Uh, we had Volume 3 cosplay as our guest for that episode and i think they were done with our shit by the end of it yeah i'm sure like yeah i think they're babysitting us at that point (laughs) (laughs) who wouldn't want to babysit us (laughs) we're adorable i i don't know how i feel about that episode i was too embarrassed to listen to that episode so i don't know if it was a good episode or a bad episode yeah um i don't go back and listen to our episodes admittedly (laughs) There's something about, like, going through it as we're recording and then, like, skimming parts here and there, editing, you know, it, yeah. it's it's like I, I get so much of it, I feel like I don't need to go back and listen. I think it was a good experience for us because I don't think it had occurred to us at the time how dangerous it was to do back-to-back episodes when drinking. Yeah. So that I we can we can handle drinking for like an hour, but that was that was going into like three hours of drinking and recording. That was that was an experience. Yeah. So <laughs> lesson learned. We also, can't do that. <laughs> also, that was you know back when we were you know somewhat starting off. So it's like we we haven't hadn't quite gotten our rhythm yet. Yeah. So it was when we were still young. Uh, we. Didn't even know if anybody was listening to us at the time. I I still don't know if anyone's listening. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was... I don't know if we'll ever do that again. <laughs> uh, unless you guys really liked the episode. I don't know. Let us know on Instagram. You guys never talk to us. I know. It's sad. So, I want more people to talk to us. Yeah. So, uh, what else was really big that particular season? Um, Edge of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Or at the end of the... So, yeah, something like that. I've, the you one where the four girls go to I know Antarctica. what you're talking about, but I'm trying to think of the name because I know neither of those were... I know. Uh, a place further than the universe. place further than the universe. That's yeah, it. I'm like... I knew the name and then you said the wrong name twice and it literally escaped my brain. <laughs> it was like my brain was trying to process the stupid that you just said. I, I have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, a place further than the universe. Uh, that one was... That actually, in my opinion, has the potential of um, being nominated for Anime of the Year. In the Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why is because there was a major uh, television studio that deemed that it was one of the best animated shows ever made. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, 
I would not be surprised if it did receive a nomination for Anime of the Year. Uh, it absolutely deserves at least best score, I think. Uh, one of the things that we struggled to talk about in our theories for the Anime Awards was which anime would have the best score. I think that one has a lot of potential for absolutely stealing that category in the very least. It's not surprising how good that anime was, considering it was a uh, Madhouse original. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, same creative minds that were part of No Game, No Life made that series. Uh, now, f- now, from my understanding with that one is Crunchyroll a- actually also helped uh, produce it. Yeah. So it was kind of a collaboration between uh, Madhouse and Crunchyroll. Yeah. It, so I, I could be wrong. Uh, we might have to fact check that. But if that is true, then people need to stop complaining about how Crunchyroll is not supporting the Japanese anime industry because clearly that's not the case. Yes. So uh, I, so part of me really hopes that's true, but we will fact check that before. Um, now, just just saying that I, I say that because here on uh, Verve, it has a section, if I can find it. Of if I can find it, nope, it's gonna be as a section of like a Crunchyroll uh, participated anime, something like that, so, and and that's in that list. Oh, I see. Or Crunchyroll sponsored, I think, is what it says. So so maybe not like helped produce, but possible had a way had a uh, hand to play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Crunchyroll actually has a hand to play in a lot of anime, though. Uh, again, there seems to be this negative stigma around Crunchyroll lately that they're cutting money from Japanese support to support American companies or anything like that, and that's not the case. Uh, they are supporting American companies in the certain extent that they are housing things such as Rooster Teeth Productions, and they did help produce an American-made anime, but none of that takes away from the Japanese-funded. I mean, even if that were the case, though, like, I, I believe a lot of their money comes from America. Yeah. Because in Japan, you know, the anime airs on TV, you know, people can watch it on TV. You don't need to subscribe to Crunchyroll. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Crunchyroll money is American money, but they, they spend a ton of money towards Japanese support, uh, where it's like a lot of these anime really wouldn't be being made, because let's be realistic, if Japan was solely relying on DVD and Blu-ray sales and people who watch their shows on TV, there's only so many animated shows you could fit on TV, they're only funded by their commercial sponsors. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that back when that was how anime made its money, there wasn't a lot of anime being made. So the sheer massive number of anime we're getting is already proof of the support that Americans have and the influence Americans have. Yeah. So... I really like this category on Verve that's just cat face. It's just cat face. That's the category. Yeah. I love it. It's the cat category. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, one thing that I would really like to do more on this podcast is to be a bit more informative about the industry, not just American companies like Crunchyroll and Funimation, but also learn more about like the Japanese studios and companies and give you guys some of the information on that. Uh, especially because the stuff that I would personally like to learn more about, like I, I feel like there's this constant like negativity among anime fans towards industries and businesses that help produce this anime. And I understand that to a certain extent, especially like our generation seems to be under this idea that independent art is the strongest form of art. And that, you know, people basically starve for that art. But the reality is, is that most of this art is being produced by industries. A lot of it's being produced by mass groups, not individuals. Yeah. You know, and you can't be mad about that art being produced that way. It's just how the world works right now. And there are a lot of indie projects out there which are independent, but you can't expect independent art to dominate the mass here. You know? Yeah. Um, there's just, there's so much money around, uh, like the industry, you know, a lot of it, you know, there's, there's so much money that get, gets poured into that, it that, you know, it's hard for an indie developer to compete. And when indie developers do get support, I notice there's, there tends to be a lot of backlash. It's like if that independent producer doesn't agree with people's political opinions or is, you know, from the wrong country or anything like that, they, they receive so much harsh criticism that it doesn't even matter what their show's about. Yeah, it just, it, it makes you think of, like, uh, hipster bands, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if a band makes it big, it's original fans are like, they sold out, I just, I can't support them anymore. Yeah, so I want to be a podcast that supports the positive side of supporting both, you know, independent shows that are starting to make it, but also just studios that are major studios uh not to say that there's no negativity or nothing you know bad going on in those places but i think the fact that people only highlight the negative it hurts it a lot you yeah. know so i guess i just want to be a more informative podcast if we can absolutely uh, and with that being said, I am trying to keep more up to date with, you know, various anime news. So, you know, leads leads into that. Yeah, we're learning. <laughs> we're, we're responsible adults. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, I'm really proud that people have told me that the thing that makes our podcast unique is my knowledge of animation. And I am insanely flattered by that, but I know that I'm not the only person out there that knows things about animation. And I know there's a lot of people that know things about animation that I don't. And so I want to branch out and learn more than just animation. Yeah. So. But I am happy that you guys are learning things from me. I like teaching. So. I like being a strong voice. And that's why I'm on a podcast. So. 
the the main thing podcast is for. Yeah, being a knowledgeable person who spreads information about something they care about. And I care about anime. And I care about animation. And I care about people. Well, I care about one of those things. Well, not most people. (laughs) (laughs) I I care about our listeners, I guess. I care about our listeners, too. So, just not most people. (laughs) I've worked in retail too long to genuinely care about people. (laughs) That is entirely fair. I will not judge you on that. (laughs) So, uh, moving on, we had the... So, the winter season was pretty lit and we thought man a lot of these like big categories for the next anime awards are going to be filled really fast and then we hit the spring season which was also really really good uh one of the biggest ones that i remember from the spring season that i loved that has continued on this season was golden kamui yeah golden kamui was amazing yeah i think a lot of golden kamui got overlooked Simply because the CGI. Yeah. Um, and and most of it was the bear. Yeah. Like, and the, like I, the I fire. saw so many negative comments. People like, I, I can't take this seriously. The bear looks so bad. And I'm like, okay, but you're not watching it for the bear. You're watching it for the story. Yeah. You know? And I didn't want to touch on that subject too much because I didn't want to be a hypocrite saying like, oh, you know, I spent all this time talking about like anime that have bad animation and then I watch Golden Kamui anyway. And I will say the CGI was kind of off-putting, but I really, really like Golden Kamui anyway. Yeah. um, And I believe I told you, but the reason they went with that in Golden Kamui Mm -hmm. was because in the manga, uh, the the manga called drew the bear as like almost hyper realistic yeah so so they went with this cgi bear in the anime to almost emulate that hey this bear is different yeah absolutely uh so it was was almost an artistic thing rather than just oh let's throw in bad cgi yeah uh there were a few weird composites like the fire too yeah (laughs) Uh, Golden Kamui, if it ever got any kind of award this year, uh, if there's an award for the sheer number of boner jokes you can make in an anime while still making it compelling. I, I... I don't know what award that is. Uh, Best Direction? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. And Golden Conway is kind of a weird one, because it is a comedy, but I don't feel like it fit in best comedy. Uh, It is a drama. I don't feel like it's the best drama. Yeah. No, it's it's this weird blend of both drama and comedy that you think about it, and normally those two don't mix, Mm -hmm. but they somehow made it work. Yeah, it also... Uh, it's how it manages to be a historical anime while also being a food anime, while also being a survival anime. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, like, Bear Grylls, but, you know, for nerds. And it, we did mention uh, a bit of Golden Kamui in our last episode about how it was using a lot of historical stuff, but you don't really need to know anything about history to enjoy it, especially because a lot of the history is inaccurate. 
But I will say, if you are a history nerd, uh, there are some moments that you will freak out about, like Tyler and I freaking out over the moment they revealed the Kanesada sword. And it's like, oh my god. Both of us getting a little extra laugh when he decides to use his Kanesada sword as a cooking knife, just to make the little kid happy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's like, this is a national treasure, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to use the sword for? <laughs> to be fair, I really like the idea that he did it to make the little kid laugh. Oh, I'm sure he did. Like, I, I thought that was cute. Like, I I really enjoy how, they re- how they've written Hijikata's character. I mentioned that Cat Hijikata is the best anime version of Hijikata, but Golden Kamui's version is a very close second. Yeah. I like that he can go from being, like, menacing and cold and terrifying to being ridiculous and silly and warm. And I think that's a good version of the character. Yeah. Especially because, historically, that's how most people remember him. So, as being both. And it's terrifying. (laughs) Those are the most terrifying people. Right? The people that are, you're just like, oh, he's just a sweet old man. And then it's like, he's not a sweet old man. He's going to kill me in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which he just might have he might have, yeah <laughs> the worst part is that he's not gonna kill them in their sleep because he needs them that might be even more terrifying right? knowing that this guy needs you <laughs> the like... reason you're alive is because he chooses for you to be alive yeah uh but even aside from that because he's just he is still very much a side character i really really like the two main characters as well uh Aspira and Sakamoto. Aserpa. Aserpa. I keep pronouncing it right. Anyway. I know. Uh, it's a weird name. It is weird. But then there's Sakamoto, who I adore so much. Su- Sugimoto? Sugimoto. Fuck, why do I keep saying <laughs> things wrong? Because you don't speak Japanese. I'm not even using the right letters anymore, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I apologize, but... Uh, Sugimoto is probably one one of the best male characters of the year. Uh, he's he's so fun. Like this this series, just it's so fun to watch. I don't know if uh, he deserves any kind of best boy award because I don't consider him a best boy. He's kind of an asshole. He's an asshole. Uh, but he's he's such a like he's a demon. Is yeah. really the best way to describe him. Uh, he's a man who's slowly. The more he embraces this idea of being immortal, you don't even know if he's actually immortal or if he's just stubborn, but... I think it's one of those cases where he's just too stubborn to die. Yeah, but then there's points where, you know, they tell him, like, you know, the gods won't let you die because you haven't completed your mission yet. So, honestly, this is one I kind of want to come back to because I just, it's probably one of my favorite anime of the year. Uh, maybe dedicate an episode to it. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends on how the next season looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, hopefully we'll come back to it and talk about it a bit more. We talked about it a little bit in our last episode. Uh, definitely go watch it if we don't actually do a full episode. Yeah. So, uh, what else aired that season? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, the spring season? I know we were watching Darling in the Franks at the time as well. Yeah. Because that one had started in the winter season and it went on to the spring. Um, That's a good question. 
yeah, all right. The the spring season was actually kind of cool. It had Megalobox. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Um, it had Hinomatsuri, mm-hmm. uh, Sword Art Online Alternative, which I watched. I enjoyed that one. Uh, Wotokoi, which is an amazing slice of life. Um, let's see. What, what else were we looking? Um... I watched Persona 5, the animation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think Spring Season was also Pop Team Epic. Um, I think so. Sounds about right. So, yeah, there was... There was Spring a Season had some good stuff. So... Uh, also, I think My Hero Aka started in the Spring Season. Yeah, because it ran through the Summer Season. Yeah, so... We're just kind of searching through. Oh, no, Pop Team Epic was winter season. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, same with Violet Evergarden, although that one didn't reach us until spring season. Yeah. Here in the U.S. Uh, Canada got it at its proper time. Uh, out of all those ones you listed, I think the one that probably was, like, my favorite, I'm not going to lie, was Hinamatsuri. Hinamatsuri was just absolutely amazing. And it was one that I probably never would have watched had it not been for your recommendation. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting it to be, like, a fun anime. I was expecting it to just kind of be a slice of life. See, that one was so weird because, like, it started off as this, uh, like, this, uh, hey, you know, Yakuza guy adopts a psychic girl. Yeah. You know, and... And it, it kind of ran like that for the first few episodes, but then it went off into these weird tangents, and you almost forget that, like, oh yeah, she's psychic, yeah. and like, <laughs> wait, he's also a Yakuza, you know? Like, wait, do I actually care about these characters now? <laughs> right? <clears throat> I think probably one of my favorite characters was the blonde girl... Who starts off as this whole, like... She kind of starts off as this this like, bully or yeah, villain. Yeah, like the rival. Yeah. And by the end of the show, you're just like, she's best girl. <laughs> she really was. Like, oh my god. <laughs> and you, just, you wanted to protect her. She's like, this is my daughter. I will fight for her. And even the Yakuza guy is just kind of like, why couldn't I have gotten her? <laughs> for real. Like, why did I get Hina? This this is my this one's my favorite. If anything ever happens to her, I swear <laughs> to God, I'll kill everyone in the room and then myself. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I also I really loved the fact that the OP actually uh, gradually changed. Uh, initially, it was really kind of supporting this idea that the main guy and the bartender were going to get together. Yeah. And that they were going to be, like, a happy couple and whatever, that she was going to be the main love interest. But then about two-thirds of the way through the series, uh, they do go on a date and it doesn't work out. And then throughout the rest of the series, like, I can't believe I had feelings for her. She's such an awful person. (laughs) And the OP changed after that. So she was no longer, like, the dominant, like, female lead. Yeah. So that was hilarious. Also, she's the type to force a grade schooler to become a bartender (laughs) middle schooler but yeah either way yeah the poor girl had to get like four jobs 
Well, that was because of... The bartender. The bartender. (laughs) (laughs) She convinced her to get an apartment Mm -hmm. that she couldn't afford. So she ended up getting four jobs and then didn't spend any time in her apartment because she was always at her four jobs. Yeah. And she tried to accidentally tell her mother about the apartment so her mom would disapprove of it and she could quit all of her jobs. But then her mother's just like, wow, my daughter's more successful than I am. Who am I? (laughs) Who am I to tell her she's doing things wrong? (laughs) For reals. Oh, Hinamatsu is amazing. Absolutely. It also had one of the best uh, lines of the year. And I will argue this was one of the funniest moments of, like, the entire 2018 comedy lineup. And that was the uh, one, like, martial artist. My smartphone! (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, that's so cheesy. I love it. The poor girl stuck on the island with nothing but, like, the dolls. Yeah. There's just a total joke, you know, at Castaway. <laughs> Using well, her psychic so... powers just to make, like, these wooden dolls, like, move so she can pretend like they're talking to her. Right. Uh, probably the most popular anime of the spring season... And I have zero doubts that this anime is going to at least make some kind of nomination in the anime awards, if not get nominated for anime of the year. Uh, that'd be a Gretzko. Yeah, a Gretzko is super fun. Yeah. And it's actually getting a Christmas episode. Yep, which came out yesterday. Whoa, I thought it came out the 20th. Yeah, this episode came out the 21st. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Herder. <laughs> I can keep track of time. Yep, so that actually uh, aired yesterday on Netflix, so go check out the Gretzko holiday special. Absolutely. I'm planning on watching it. It looks hilarious. Same. (laughs) I mean, maybe we've already watched it by the time... This episode airs. Yeah, or maybe I'll just tell you to hold off on watching it until Christmas, and then we can watch it together. Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't have Netflix at home. No. Alright, that's that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll make a plan out of it. So, uh, yes, uh, Gretzko, probably the reason why I think this was one of the best anime of the year is because it addressed, like, the whole concept of the working life, and it was, it was a Sonorio show for adults. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there are other anime that address, you know, uh, the working life, you know, uh, Wagnaria being one, but that's Mm -hmm. more of a... A restaurant working life. Yeah. So so working in a restaurant business is completely different than working in accounting. I think... uh, For an office job. I think the best way somebody put it, in my opinion, was uh, somebody was talking about... I I was watching this one video review about how they compared a Gretzko for adults, kind of like how we grew up with shows like Arthur, where it would discuss issues... That we as kids going to elementary school would deal with those social issues and those, like, you know, teachers you don't like and, you know, how it seems like other classes are better and... Yeah. You know, Arthur really addressed, like, this idea of what it was like being a kid at the time and it showed everything through the perspective of kids 
And it did so in such a simple way where every episode had, like, a plot structure where it was like there was a conclusion to every episode and there was a very, you know, structured problem. And it was something that was easy to digest because it was fun, colorful animals that were telling the story. And a Gretzko is the adult equivalent of that. Where, what? Fun, colorful animals in a Gretzko? I don't believe it. Where, like, instead of the setting being an elementary school, the setting is the workplace. And the struggles are things that adults struggle with. The idea of, you know, social anxiety or relying on alcohol or not understanding basic romantic cues or needing to vent or having an asshole boss... And it does so in a process that's so structured and easy to understand and it's easy to digest. It really is a kid's show made for adults. Yeah. And I think that's a very unique thing that we've never really seen before. There's a lot of adult cartoons, but nothing that really takes the structure of a kid's show. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting concept because, you know, we, we've also got, like, kids' cartoons that also have you know adult uh cues i guess like you can kind of you know it's got like some adult themes that kids don't really pick up on but as an adult you can you can pick up on them and be like ah okay that's that's funny yeah you know uh not quite what I was going with with that but yeah no no i i I get what you're saying like we there what i'm saying is Agresco is, you know, really more for adults. Like adults, yeah, it is. adults will understand it more. But I'm saying, like, there's there's kids' cartoons, you know, that like kids will get them. But every so often they'll throw in like an adult joke or something. That's yeah, like, no, I get what you're saying. It so just... like adults can be like, okay, this isn't terrible. Yeah, well, I get what you're saying, but that's not what I meant. like you're you're talking about like i'm sitting there talking about the mona lisa and you're just like yes van gogh was also a painter yes (laughs) ah yes the mona lisa she's she's beautiful you know standing 1290 feet above paris (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) so i hopefully the people listening to this understand what i'm talking about <laughs> so nobody understands <laughs> it's kind of a hard concept to explain but it i think that's what makes a gretzko so unique was the fact that it's just it's easy to understand and it's you know you don't you look at things like rick and morty and stuff like that where it's just like it's just constant like vulgar humor adult humor then you get like family guy or it's just like Fart joke, fart joke, sex joke, sex joke, celebrity joke, fart joke, sex joke. You know, and it's like, Gretzko doesn't have to rely on that. Everything is just basically like, this is just what it's like to be an adult. (laughs) This is the unfortunate circumstance that you've been placed in since the moment you turned 18. You know? (laughs) If anyone listening right now is under the age of 18, um... Don't turn 18. Don't Just turn, yeah. stay young forever. Uh, do not recommend. Uh, <laughs> how do I uninstall this how do I, software update? How do I uninstall adult.exe? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep trying to explain this to my niece. She's she's close. She's, she's Oh, man, yeah. your niece, she's... 
She was so young when I met her. Yeah, she's, she al- she's almost a grown-up. It's, it's hard to believe that she's almost that age. Yeah, she's Ugh. she's 16 now. She's almost 17. Oh, that's insane. Yep, she's going to be a grown-up. She's already looking into college. I'm just, I'm just going to go and cry myself to sleep right she now. She might already be a more successful adult than I am, to be fair. So. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway... That's when we did do a What You Should Watch on, so we do recommend going and checking that out. I forgot we did a What You Should Watch on that show. We did. That one was lots of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, That one was one that we got a lot of positive feedback for. So, if you have not checked out that episode, go check it out. Yes. Any other major highlight anime from the spring season that you wanted to talk about? Um, spring season. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. I will say, uh, Megalobox is another one that I think deserves some kind of award for its music. Its music was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I definitely want to see that one at least nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to see it nominated for an animation category. Yeah. Uh, I n- want to argue that it does fall more in the aesthetic side of animation than the actual animation side of animation. But I really liked the process that they used to create it. And I want to give credit where credit's due. And unfortunately, unless we get more broken down categories for animation, it's just kind of a general term at this point. Yeah. I definitely feel like it needs some kind of nomination for that as well. Um, If there were an aesthetic category, it would fit better there. But there's not, so... Animation category, it is. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Wotakoi. Wotakoi. I never actually got to watch that one. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. It is really good. It's, you know, obviously, uh, like, its subtitle is uh, Finding Love is Hard for Notaku or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. But it's absolutely hilarious because it's about this, this female otaku and this male otaku working in an office job and they they both start out you know trying to hide that they're otaku from their fellow co-workers and then they end up dating and it's just it's it's so cute i'd, yeah. I'd recommend it all right uh with that i think we can move to the summer season uh, summer season <laughs> which was probably the worst anime season but probably one of our favorite anime of the year yeah uh, and that would be Cells at Work. That was such a good anime. Cells at Work was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Uh, absolutely, both characters, I think, deserve a nomination for Best Boy and Best Girl. Uh, of course. Uh, I don't know if he's my favorite boy of the year. He was my favorite boy of the season. He was well, I mean... 100% Best Boy of the season. <laughs> He was the only good boy of this season. Let's, said, let's face it. Yeah, I mean, if P5 had done better, but... I mean, that that's that's the season that brought us uh, Grand Blue. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> well that, that show is absolutely hilarious. The guys in it are not good boys. Yeah. Uh, I will fight you on one thing, though. There was another anime that was just chock full of best boys that did air that season. And, of course, that's Banana Fish. Uh, okay. Banana Fish has three of the best boys 
of the year uh, being Ash, A.G., and Shorter. Shorter, of course, being a character who has the most unfortunate name ever. Uh, his name is Shorter Wong. Shorter Wong. Yeah. <laughs> How do you come with a name like that? That is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. He is my favorite boy, though. Uh, honestly, the reason I dyed my hair purple was for Shorter, to be honest. Uh, Shorter is the best boy of the year, hands down. I love him so much. But I don't think he would win best boy of the year. If I had to pick a nominee from Banana Fish, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, I'm going to give it to Eiji Okumura, mm -hmm. who's one of the two main boys. And he is just the fluffiest boy ever. Uh, he's so squishy. He's so soft. He's... Such a good boy. Little good boy Japanese boy. I love him. He is the kind boy that's been thrown into a world of gangsters. And I love him so much. If anything bad happens to him, I'll kill everybody in this room and then myself. Yes. Do it. Uh, Ash, I think, could get nominated for Best Boy of the Year, but he's the bad boy. So, I think... H.E. would be a better choice for that. Shorter deserved better, though. All right. So, uh, three fantastic boys. Uh, Banana Fish, I think, really hit its peak in the fall season, as opposed to the summer season. But I would actually even argue that Banana Fish might receive a nomination for Anime of the Year. And... I would not be surprised. I don't think it'll win Anime of the Year, especially going up against competitors such as A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, I do think a Gretzko could get a nomination as well. And I think Devilman Crybaby would also receive a nomination for that category. Yeah. So when looking at anime like that, I just don't know if Banana Fish got enough like audience attention. I think its story could hold up against all of those really well. But it just, nobody talked about it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those anime that just kind of got swept under the rug. And the people who have been keeping up with it have been loving it. But then most people are just like, didn't even hear about it. Don't even know what it's about. The name sounds weird. It doesn't sound like something <laughs> I'd be interested in. It's yeah. about boy love. I don't want to watch an anime about boy love. It's about yeah. mafias. I don't want to watch an anime about mafias, you know, and it's... And it's, it's really good, and I want to talk to people about it. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's so hard, because that was one of the ones that was on Amazon. And, yeah. Well, Amazon is terrible with anime. You have to know that it's getting a show. You have to uh, be careful with that, though, because remember, an Amazon title won Anime of the Year last year. Yeah... So it would be interesting, I think, if Agretzko won this year or if Banana Fish won this year, because, again, it would be going to an Amazon or a Netflix title. Yeah. And I think, or Devilman Crybaby as well. Like, uh, I think the only one we've listed so far that I think has a chance of anime of the year that's from Crunchyroll is uh, A Place Further Than the Universe. Fair enough. So it's been pretty balanced. Yeah. Uh, I think another one, the last one I think I would nominate for Anime of the Year, 
and that's one from this season, is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, yeah, that's such a good series. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I um, think... I would put that in the exact same category as Banana Fish. I think both anime are equally as good as each other. And I think Bunny Girl Senpai does have the advantage of more people talking about it, though. Yeah. It's one that literally every major review channel and podcast that I've seen talk about anime has been talking about Rascal. And it's sad because a lot of the people in charge of those channels have also mentioned they like Banana Fish, but they don't talk about it. (laughs) And I'm like, I want... The anime I like to be talked about. Boy Love doesn't sell, okay. It's not even just a Boy Love series. It's not even really a Boy Love series. Mafia stories don't sell, okay? And don't bring up this Sopranos bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than the Sopranos. I'll fight you. I guess I shouldn't say Mafia, because they're not really Mafia. They're more gangs. Yeah. But, um... And it, it dives into a lot of, like, American politics. But I will say, the one thing that takes me out of the immersion a little bit is how they handle uh, American politics. And I know it's like the creator was Japanese, and they originally wrote this story in the 80s. And so I don't imagine they knew a lot about American politics at the time, but it, it, it definitely stands that they don't know anything about American politics. <laughs> uh, they seem to think that American politics are run by, like, one person just screaming at the army and then the army is screaming at the president and that everybody in you know involved in american politics is secretly like a gay child rapist <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's some but uh yeah uh i think like they kind of base the whole politic thing more kind of how you see in like old like italian mafia movies where it's like the whole government is secretly run by criminals where it's just like here in the U.S. They're all, we know they're criminals. We voted for them anyway. It's it's not, they're (laughs) secretly run by criminals. Yeah. (laughs) They're openly run by criminals. Yeah. Uh, the real American politics are run by scandals. Right. And that's the thing is like, that's, that's the one thing that takes me out of the show is that like, if any of this were actually happening, all the main protagonists would have to do is tell the media about it, or make a social media post, or turn it into a scandal, and all of his problems would be solved. And that's the thing, is they manage to keep everything under wraps all the time, and I'm just like, maybe that's how it works in Japan, but here in America, scandals run everything. Yeah. You can't do anything without TMZ finding out. Right? You, you you pick your nose in the shower, and they know. Yeah, right? Like, so that, that's the one flaw I have with it, but that's such a small flaw is considering that the politics is, like, the thing I, I care the least about in the show. So it really is more about the character structure and the, like, actual, like, conflicts. Yeah. And Hopefully it doesn't Watching run. the assholes get their comeuppance. Hopefully the the main theme of it isn't American politics. No, it definitely is not. Okay. Uh, it might even be like in an alternate reality where America's government was different. I don't know. It's It was written in the 80s and it was written by a Japanese person. Yeah. I'm not expecting the politics to be super accurate. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the closest they get is they do capture, I think, the American military really well. 
uh, in the eighties, the one of the major like focuses was the Korean War, and in the modern version, it's the Iraq War. So, and they did capture both of those concepts really well. Okay. So yeah, uh, one of my favorite anime. Please go watch it. It's I don't even know how to explain to you guys why it's so good, but it's really good. Go watch it. Yes, someone go watch it watch and talk it. to her about please it so not, I can stop hearing about it. Please do not let this be another Rakugo, okay? Please. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no idea. I'm, it's been a, It's been two years. I'm still upset about Rakugo. We know. <laughs> you should have watched it. I tried. It's too slow paced for me. You're too slow paced for me. <laughs> it's not my fault. I fell asleep. <laughs> you fall asleep for everything. You could be watching like the most like action packed intense series ever. The moment your cat sits on your lap, you fall asleep. He's very warm. You and your mother, you're both like this. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you get mad at your mom about it. You'll be going out to the movies with her. She'll fall asleep. And she'll okay, like... I don't fall asleep in the movie theater. <laughs> that is where I Yet. draw the line. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I paid $18 to watch this movie. I'll be damned if I'm going to sleep through it. I know. She fell asleep in Star Wars. I know. After you spent all that money getting us, like, midnight premiere tickets. Right? And she falls asleep. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> That's why the following year, you're, she's just like, did you buy me tickets? You're like, no! You fell asleep. <laughs> I did not buy you tickets. <laughs> I can't trust you to stay awake past midnight. For reals. <laughs> oh, but that was still fun. Yeah. So, uh, that's one thing I really like about our podcast, and I'm expecting more of, is our, the points where our voice octaves just go up, and we just start yelling at each other. Shut up! I can't trust any of your opinions ever. I'm not allowed to have opinions. You're not allowed to have opinions. You are, but I need to screen them first. Yeah. Have to, uh, file a, uh, a submit a written report. Mm-hmm. Filed in triplicate. Yep. So we won't talk too much about the winter season because we're going to save that for next week. Yes, that'll be our, our next week's That'll thing. be our final episode of the year. So uh, let's talk about our podcast. Yeah. Let's we've, talk about what we like. I don't know. I think we've come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember when we tried to have a guest every week? Yeah. <laughs> That was that was hard. Oh, like, we were so just... we were so cute. I know. We were so adorable thinking people would want to talk to us. Right? People uh, want to talk to otaku like us. You know, we did have a lot of fun people on here though. Uh Siobhan was probably one of my favorite guests. Oh, I love Siobhan. I love that I told her like we're going to talk about sports and then she's just kept going off on other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um we need to bring her on again. Yeah. For, I know she was mentioning she wants to do a, uh... Trigger. A trigger. Trigger yeah. episode. She wants to do a trigger episode. Uh, see if we could actually keep her on topic, because 
I don't know. I don't know if we can keep her on top. I don't know if Siobhan is a topic kind of person. Uh, I, I think it depends. Like, I feel like if we, you know, she's she's obsessed enough with a few things. Like, if we mention Inferno Cop, she just might stay on topic. Yeah. Of uh, Inferno Cop. That was the first episode where we had technical problems, too. Yeah. We had to insert the technical music into it. <laughs> Yeah, I had to find that. That was fun. That was fun. I found it. No, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you messaged me, and you're like, I can't find it. Help me find it. And then I found it. it in, like, two seconds. It, it wasn't working. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, I'd look, and it not like, nothing. <laughs> so, uh, that was fun. Uh, other technical problems we had was with the cat. Yes, the cat walking, walking over the all over the keyboard of our, the laptop. Uh, he has been so lovingly nicknamed the Podcat. Podcat. Yep. So, he's he's actually being really good. Normally, he waits until we turn the mic on, and then he starts playing with all of his obnoxious he gets toys. Super hyper, and he runs around like playing with his tracking ball, which makes an obnoxious noise. And his mouse. And he plays with his mouse, which you've probably heard it before in either last week's episode or the week before. Like you can kind of hear just this continual squeak every so often. That's his cat toy. He loves playing with cat toys while we record. Yeah. Uh, it's his way of talking about the anime that we watch. Yep. Tonight he's being a nappy boy. Yeah, he's so sleepy. He's not even bothered by how much I'm bugging him. Yeah, he's 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 not happy about you scratching his bum. <laughs> okay, I'm not happy about him playing with his toys while we talk. <laughs> Did you learn your lesson? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, podcat will probably be a more regular thing. Yep. We are still looking to dress him up. Have to, get him, have to get him a little bow tie. A little bow tie. One of these days I might be able to get him to meow into the mic. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be cute. He does have a really cute meow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he does like to interrupt a lot, too. Um, we, we haven't had any uh, weeks that we've skipped in a while. Yeah, uh, we did pretty good. Uh, what were other fun guests that we had? Uh, we had that JoJo's episode. Yes, the JoJo's episode. That was the most guests we ever had in a single episode. Yeah. Uh, that one we did at Watchtower. We did. Yeah, yeah. that one was, that was fun. So, uh, we had Panin, and we had Gavin. And Siobhan was there. And we had one more person, I'm trying to think of her cosplay page. I I can't remember. I say it's like Marina. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a huge JoJo cosplayer in the Utah community. Uh, she cosplayed Jolene. Uh, I think she did. Uh, I'm trying to think of her name, uh, Lisa Lisa. Mm-hmm. And that episode also uh, helped me convince you to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So you watched part one and part two. Which. Yeah, I did. So, and, uh, I know Panin was trying to convince you to give it a second try under the influence of alcohol. I, I'm still willing, like, like I yeah. said, with that, I think I can watch it with people. Yeah. Just not, 
on my own. And see, JoJo's is one of those things that almost is better to watch with people. I watched part one and two with my roommates. Uh, I did get through part three by myself, though. My roommates started watching part three with me, and they had a hard time with, like, how much the show had changed, that they were struggling to keep up with it, so I ended up finishing that by myself. And then by the time you get through part three, the rest is just like, well, I've already run the first 15 miles. I'm going to keep going while I have the momentum. And then part four was my favorite, so. And part five has been pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, we're hitting JoJo's burnout. And I'm like, how are you hitting JoJo's burnout? Like, it literally just started. Like, if you're hitting burnout now... You got a long way to go. You got to pace yourself with this show. <laughs> you got to be watching something else too, like or you just binge it. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're going to try to keep up with it weekly, you're going to ha- either need something else or you need to chill out a little bit. Like I know a lot of people are like memeing every single episode and I'm like you're just going to get burned out. Just chill out and watch it. Yeah, yeah, not just that, but like I I feel like you know, every episode of a series doesn't need to be memed. You yeah. Know? And uh, I know JoJo's it, is like the, you know, well of memes, but you don't need to do it all right now. You well, know? well like, even so, with like a well of memes, you know, it's it's just, it feels, I think you need, you need to, like you said, pace yourself. You, you can't yeah. just, you know, balls to the wall every episode. Yeah. Like and... every, every screenshot, you know, like... Exactly, like you know, every every frame of the episode, you need a meme. Yeah, I I agree. Jo- JoJo's is definitely a long distance run, so just just take it at a nice pace. Enjoy it for what it is. Don't expect it to be like absolutely amazing every episode because it's not going to be. This series was structured very much like Shonen of our generation, where most people would have to watch, like, you know, ten episodes for one fight. As opposed to anime now, where it's like, every fight lasts, like, four minutes. Yeah. It's so different. Anime is so different. It's come a long way. So, JoJo's is structured like the anime of our generation. If you're used to the seasonal anime bullshit, you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah. Well. Uh... Other what other guests we had? We had volume three cosplay. Um, we had Tifa. We did have Tifa for uh, for our Ruby episode. I forgot we did a Ruby episode. Yeah. God, Ruby's changed a lot since that episode too, and we went to RTX this year. I know. So we got to learn a lot about Rooster Teeth and Ruby, which We've, was a lot of fun. That's... It's been a busy year. I can honestly say, like, really since since, since we've started this, like, we've we've done a lot. You know, there's, I know some weeks for me, I feel like I have no free time. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, we need to do this, we need to do this, and this, 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 and then it's just like I almost feel I don't have enough time to just sit down and nap with my cat on me. Yeah. Well, and you already uh, experienced kind of like my perspective of it. Where we were in the car, and I was just like, okay, we're going to get together this day, and we're going to go out to this city, and we're going to record this episode with this person, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to record our episode for our podcast, 
and then uh, I'm gonna have to take this day to just kind of relax a little bit. And then I like kind of like hit that realization, I'm like I'm gonna have to draw the artwork for this episode like a week in advance. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I do a lot of like the planning part of this podcast. Uh, I'm the one that keeps you in line, which is the reason why I try to like enforce you to do the social media part because I don't want to be overwhelmed. Yeah. So, and I am still expecting you to do more social media, especially because that's, that's not my big goal for 2019 is for you to be better at social media. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that, that might require magic lamp. Like I might send you to social media boot camp in the form of Sammy. I, yeah, no, I, I realize I'm not good with social media. It's just, I'm not that much of a social person is the thing. Yeah, but that's the fun thing about running a page for a podcast. You don't need to run it like you're talking to people. You run it like you're talking about yourself. Uh, that's worse. I don't know anything about myself. Are you well, kidding? When I say yourself, I don't mean literally you. I mean the podcast. <laughs> So I am going to enforce the social media aspect because I do want our page to grow. And we may also have to do more stuff on Facebook as well because we have no Facebook presence at all. Yeah. Like literally none. So uh, I think that'll be one that we get more involved in, get more people talking to us. We've never had a Tumblr presence. But uh, now the, Tumblr yeah. has no presence at all. Yeah, Tumblr is self-destructing. <laughs> I had to learn them. So, plus, I don't really like relying on things like Tumblr for outreach because even though that's the website's initial intention, it never really became that. No, I, I get it. I just had to crack that joke because I'm an asshole. So, uh... But yeah, we are still pretty active on Instagram, you guys. And we do listen... Oh, we do reply to comments a lot, so please talk to us. Yep. Uh, I do want to have an updated story every 24 hours. Something that you still aren't doing. You did it once, and you never did it again. I am still confused how stories work, to be honest. So, And, and it's, just, it's not just that, but I feel, I don't know, I feel like I'd be bothering people. You're not bothering throwing people. Up a story You're every... not. That's the thing. You're not. It's something that everybody should be doing on their Instagram regularly to promote themselves. New story every 24 hours. I don't care what it is. Uh, I'll, I will work on it. Okay. That's no my promises, demands. but I will That's work on demands. it. That's my demands. I have a hostage situation here. He doesn't love you as much as he loves me. That's why it's a hostage situation. <laughs> No. <laughs> he really is being a good cat right now. <laughs> he is. I'm a podcat. Especially because uh, one of the things we really want to do is we want to do more live streams. And that was something we did this year that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we live streamed from uh, Anime Bonsai. Yeah, and we did that via Instagram, and that and, went over really, and, really well. And that was fun, except it was noisy. Yeah, uh, that was one thing that we gave feedback to the Bonsai staff about was the fact that Instead of giving us a nice room to record in, they put us in part of a room they, they that was us, attached to a bigger room they, that they, was separated via curtain. Yeah, they basically gave us a curtained off corner. Yeah. And at, 
it, it it's almost I feel like if they just gave us a corner outside in the courtyard, it might have been better. Yeah. I mean, weather permitting, but Yeah. I feel like if they'd just given us a utility closet, it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. So so maybe that'll change next year. Yeah, I know the other podcasts that had recorded basically had to spend a insane amount of time editing their podcasts just to publish them. Yeah. Just because the sound quality was awful. Uh, I did ask one of the people who listened to our podcast uh, about that. And he said that our sound quality was actually pretty good. Really? Yeah, because him and his sister had also recorded a podcast that day. And they had to basically barricade themselves against the wall just to pick up the sound properly. And then he had to spend, like, a month and a half editing it. Yeah. Just to get, like, all of the noise reduced. And he said he listened to our episode. He's like, it sounded way better. It's interesting. Yeah, so. I think also because we played a lot with the noise, like, the people cheering were like, hey, they're cheering for us. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite moments of the year we haven't talked about, uh, we tried to do video and connect it to our YouTube channel. It didn't really work. So hopefully we can get more production stuff from our side onto the YouTube page and get more people, like, helping us out with that. Uh, especially if we could get Brandon helping us with doing more video stuff. Yeah. Uh, but one that we tried and failed, but was still fun to do, was uh, getting Stefan to eat the spiciest ramen we could find. Oh, that was good. And then making him explain Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, I retained zero information about Dragon Ball uh, from that episode. I, I don't remember much of Dragon Ball beyond what I already had known. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him teaching us anything. I, I remember him talking, and it was almost like him convincing himself why he should watch it. <laughs> no, no offense, you know? He was just like, why do I like Dragon Ball again? I can't remember. <laughs> why was this Robin worth... Was Dragon Ball worth eating this? <laughs> yes. I don't remember. If, uh, if, if you finish it all in three minutes, then you become a Super Saiyan. I finished it pretty fast. Yeah. I was the first one to finish that ramen. I was pacing myself because I'm like thinking, you know, I was just like, we were going to like take some time and, you know, pace ourselves and wait for, for Stefan. And and then you're sitting there like, oh, well, I finished. I'm I going. initially thought that too, but then I realized it was more fun to keep eating it because Stefan kept freaking out. <laughs> he'd look over and he'd see me just eating. He's like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> And then I would take a bite, and then you would look over at me, and you'd take a bite, and then he'd be like, I'm not taking a bite. <laughs> That'll learn him. Yeah, so uh, we proved that we were the alphas. And we didn't even have to T-pose. <laughs> uh, we, did, we did a lot this year. Uh, hopefully we will be doing more live stream from cons. Like, I think Bonsai is basically a shoo-in at this point. Yeah, um, I th we'll probably do Bonsai. Um, I don't want to mention any other cons that we are going to, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, if, if we get the opportunity to do stuff with those, that'd be cool. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping updates. 
another live stream we will be doing here from uh, Tyler's place is we will be doing our own personal anime awards. Woohoo! So another reason to go follow our social media is we will be uh, posting our categories along with our nominations on who you think should win those categories. Yes, so, so go vote. Go vote. Uh, those will be up on the Instagram page and maybe another page as well. I uh, would need Tyler and Stefan. We'll have to work that out. Yeah. And they will work that out. We will. Or else. Or else. Or else. Or else. Yes. I will hurt you if it doesn't <laughs> But yeah, we, God, I really, it's, it's been a busy year. Yeah, um, we, we came are, up with, we are about at, at an hour. Yeah, we did come up with several wanna... different types of episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. We do the, what you should watch, which is basically our reviews on anime. Uh, yeah, those are reviews on like a specific anime. Uh, um, we do we have our... our, our seasonal reviews yeah. and previews. Our previews and our wrap ups. Uh, we do our top five lists, which is basically a te- top ten, but five from each of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, what else do we do? Uh, random antics. Yeah, we do ones based off of like genres and sh- uh, subgenres. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes we do guests. Yes. <laughs> and we would love to do more guests. Uh, I think going into the future, 2019, what would you like to see this podcast become? Uh, popular. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I'd like to see, like, we haven't really had a guest in a while. I'd like to see guests maybe a bit more often. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like we, we, everything seems more natural when we have a guest. Yeah. I almost feel the opposite. I kind of feel like things are a bit more natural when it's just me and you. Really? Yeah. All right. I kind of feel like you and I have this weird, crazy dynamic. Uh, I'd like to see us become kind of personalities in the anime community. I know that's a little bit more centered towards people that are on Twitch and YouTube and uh, people that have vlogs and stuff like that and are more centraled around, like, Twitter and social media. Get more on social media, Tyler. But (laughs) I would like to see, you know, as far as, like, the podcast side of the anime community, I would like to have people be like, oh, yeah, I know those two. They're they're the anime community's OTP, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) and and that's something that we're kind of used to. We're the disappointing ship. (laughs) Yeah, everyone ships us, and then they're like, wait, you're not together together? Yeah, we are the will-they-won't-they of the anime community. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that. It's it's been fun. Even if uh, the only person in this podcast that becomes well-known is the podcat? Uh, Yeah. I I predict he will become more popular than the two of us. Yeah, he is kind of a mascot, isn't he? He's adorable. And he is part of our artwork as well, so... Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody this year. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Like, we we really couldn't do this without everyone. 
Yeah, we gained more support for this podcast than I think either of us ever imagined. Yeah. And I know that our support isn't extremely vocal, but it is really cool to know that people do listen to our opinions. And I think if anything, I just hope in 2019 to maybe see some of those opinions spread through the community a little bit more and people learn something from us and engage more in how they view anime and how they view how things are done and how people will look at animation or even if I even if we have any kind of small influence on how people vote in the Crunchyroll Awards I think that'd be really cool yeah so I I just like to think maybe some people are listening to us and do take us seriously and if you guys do we we love you and we want to talk to you guys we, we don't want this just to be us talking to ourselves. We want this to be us talking to you. Yes. So. Chat at us. Yeah. And we're always looking for new recommendations, and we're willing to watch your favorite anime. And because we know that you guys are watching our favorite anime. <clears throat> and I think that's the best part about doing this. Yeah. Um, it's it's great being able to share like hate our views on these different anime Mm -hmm. so 2018 was an incredible year for anime uh it was a good year for manga yeah and i hope 2019 gives us just as much material to work with (laughs) for reals um i i'm hoping i i almost think it will i mean it seems aside from the summer season this year uh that the quality of anime has got up yeah. A lot. And I know there's been a lot of controversies this I year. I mean, that might just be because there's so many more anime. It's easier to find that good quality stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. But still. Uh, we are seeing Netflix pull out all the stops for the beginning of 2019. Yeah. We might be... I think we're either going to be getting another Devilman Crybabies type situation... Or will we be getting another Neo Yokio type situation? <laughs> and I won't be upset either way. Neo Yokio got a holiday special too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe it'll be both. Maybe it'll be both. Devilman and Neo Yokio type situation. <laughs> Neo Man Crybaby. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> uh, we are seeing some pretty exciting, exciting announcements such as the uh, return of Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also seeing the return of Fruits Basket. Yep. Neon Genesis Evangelion is making its way to Netflix with a new dub. With a new dub. Yep, with a new dub. That's intense. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but uh, like the director of Funimation came out and made a comment about that. Yeah, I did see that. I found that hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, I feel like Funimation might be a little bit upset because I know that Funimation has really been pining for the license for Neon Genesis for a while and has not been allowed to get it. Well, if they just paid out the nose like Netflix did. Yeah, I think the thing is that Gainax was really wanting to keep a hold of those Blu-ray sales. Yeah. And if Funimation got the license, they'd be allowed to make Blu-rays for it. And Gainax was just like, or not Gainax, uh... No, maybe it is Gainax. I don't know. Whatever studio worked on it initially, I think, was just like, 
we're not going to let you get the Blu-ray sales for this. No, we still want these. Yeah, basically. Because it means that Americans don't get cheap copies of it. We have to spend several hundred dollars to have it imported from Japan. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. I have my copy. Well, I mean the but I got Blu-rays. It. Oh, the Blu-rays, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, with the nice high definition and yeah. digitally remastered. No, I'm, I'm and... not, not going to spend that much on Blu-rays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other big announcements. Uh, I know you're excited about the Don Machi movie. Yeah. I'm excited that we're getting the live-action Token Rambu movie. Oh, yeah. Which just looks so good. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited for both. <laughs> uh, maybe someday we'll get our Katsugeki movie. Someday. <laughs> Says it's in the works. No updates. Look, been... look, looking, looking at you, 2020, maybe. It's been over a year. <laughs> There's so much. My brain isn't even functioning with how much there is. Uh, maybe we'll start 2019 with... An announcement of everything they're doing, because I can't seem to remember all of it right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, uh, Saint is already causing controversy. Of course it is. And I did want to talk about this, actually, before we wrap up the episode. I wanted to talk about Saint Seiya. Okay. And how upset I am about this, because I, I used to watch Saint Seiya, like, way back. Well, I mostly read the Shonen Jump manga. Yeah. Uh, but the big controversy is that one of the characters has been... S- change you know has gone through a gender change which the gasp normally would not be a bad thing if handled in the right situation but when asked why the director chose to make this decision their response was basically well we feel like this show had too many dudes and we wanted a strong female character to fight alongside those dudes and I first saw this interview and I was like, oh, okay, great. So you're creating a new character? And their response, you know, like, well, we're not smart enough to create a new character. So instead, we're turning one of the male characters into a female character. Yeah. And the problem with this is that he was kind of an iconic character because of his femininity. And turning him into a girl kind of undermines the entire message of his story. Mm-hmm. And to kind of put in perspective, what I'm talking about is that he was the reason why he was such an iconic character. Again, this is a character from the 1980s. It was really ahead of its time was the fact that he was extremely feminine looking to the point where people often mistook him for a girl. And he constantly had to deal with that in his life where he was constantly being compared to a woman constantly treated like he was too feminine or too dainty or too gentle or like he wouldn't be strong enough to hold up with all these other like really strong men but he was strong not in spite of his feminine side but because of his feminine side and i think that this was a character that was really reminiscent of the late 80s and early 90s in anime that sold this message of like you being feminine does not mean this is not the same thing as being weak and being girly is not the same thing as you know being dainty you know and you could be straight too and that was that was a unique thing as a lot of people thought the character was going to be gay 
because he was girly. And it's like, no, he's he's not gay because he's girly. Like, nothing wrong with being gay, but gay men can be super manly and girly men could be hetero. Yeah. And everything about him was just like he was, you know, through and through, like one of the manliest men. He just happened to be girly. And now the new studio went and turned him into and a And turned woman. him into a girl! Yeah, and it's like, I'm all about strong girls, like, feminism all the way, but you're removing that message of, like, anti-toxic masculinity by literally just saying, we took the girliest character in the series and made them a girl. Because that's their only value is being a girl, and they're they're easily replaced by a girl. Well, let's let's hope the studio never gets a hold of Dragon Ball. They'll yeah. turn Vegeta into a woman. <laughs> On, no, I, I was having course. a conversation with somebody because we are excited about the new fruits basket, but she asked me about like the character Ritsu, the monkey, and she was like, "How would you feel if the new studio took it the direction that Ritsu's actually trans?" And I told her, I'm like, I would actually be disappointed in that because Ritsu's whole story is that he's trying to get people to view him as being more masculine. He uses, like, he dresses as a woman and he wears feminine clothes because he's terrified of people's opinions of him. And he feels like if he dresses as a girl, people won't have as many expectations of him. But his ultimate goal is to become the man that he envisions himself to be. And so, if they made that character trans, I feel like it would completely ruin that entire message. But I'm like, if they were to make any character trans, I would actually like it to be Akito. Since I think Akito is a non-binary character. Mm-hmm. And that would be a more interesting character to talk about gender roles and transgender. Okay. But, yeah, so that's that's just how I feel. I don't... I understand why people want to bring more modern political issues into anime remakes, but I feel like destroying the entire message of the initial character is not the best way to do it. Yeah, I understand. So, don't change Ritsu. Keep Ritsu a boy. He's just, he's a boy that just likes to wear girl clothes. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I really hope that Saint Seiya does okay because i was looking forward to the fact that netflix got a saint Seiya anime but i'm already disappointed by this change and i haven't even seen it yet and that makes me upset yeah i don't want to preemptively hate something but it's kind of hard so i'm sorry uh with that i think we will say you know looking forward to seeing 19 2019 2019 we have a lot of good anime we're already looking forward to. And obviously, we already have a lot of controversial subjects that I want to talk about more in depth. Yep. And I want to be proven wrong about some of this stuff that we're looking forward to as well, for better and for worse. And maybe I will finally sit down and watch Standalone Complex so I can watch the new Ghost in the Shell as well. Well, depending on how much of the new ghost in the show it's, deals with everything it's a direct sequel to standalone complex it's already been confirmed okay so. okay that's that's what i was gonna say depending on where it sits you might have to watch the movie the second movie standalone complex arise no it is a direct sequel to standalone complex okay so uh with that i think we could safely say sayonara 2018 sayonara 
Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.